Episode FT After Hours, and we got a full studio yeah, here, Mike. Man, oh man. This is crazy, right? <laughs> it's great. Oh man, let me shut this down real quick. Well, joining us in here, I'm, I feel weird like I'm. I feel, I feel, I feel, <laughs> Too many eyes on you. Yeah, I'm like, uh, Mike. Hello, everyone. Join us. Uh, Pat, our good buddy Scott. Pat, and a new addition here who we just met, what, about a week ago? Yep. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of uh, Mavic stuff uh, since we got our hands on. He just on. did it, Chris. It's Scott. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I just got done telling me he doesn't do it as much I, as I do, and then he just did it. So. It's all good. I just talked to there before we get to the Mavic. And Justin. <laughs> okay. Justin. Yes. And I think in the Great White North, somewhere on the phone, I think I heard him back there sucking down some coffee, everyone's favorite Canadian, <laughs> Andre Russo. Good morning, everyone. How are you? I'm doing well. Good, good. Uh, all kinds of stuff to talk about today. Um, I gotta shut this down here real quick. Make sure this is not recording. Give me one second. I'll just unplug it. Oh, that isn't what I wanted to do. Sorry. Uh, of course, nothing wants to work. You know, technology is great when it works. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Okay, all right, we're back. Anyway, um, hey, let's. There's a bunch of news going on. First thing I think we got to start with, and I don't know. Some of you might may know. Some of you don't. Um, the first thing made huge. Oh, we lost Andre. Oh, lovely. Things are working great today. Yeah, we'll <laughs> that's a great start. <laughs> wow, how'd that happen? I don't know. Call back. Let's see if we can get him back on. Maybe. There we go. Hello? Hello? Oh, this podcast is just starting out. <laughs> Wonderful. Wow. Technology's you great. You just hung up on this. <laughs> I don't know what happened I, there. I, it just uh, shut know. down. It disappeared. Okay, let's try this one more time. Uh, in the news, I think the first thing we got to talk about here uh, is the GoPro Karma got a recall. Yeah, I you saw that. You guys seen oh, this? I did. Yeah. Yeah. read about yeah. it? Wow. Now, I, okay, look. Sometimes it may seem like I'm against GoPro and the Karma or other things that isn't DJI, but honestly, I'm not. I am all for other technology, people getting stuff out there. It, it, it just makes things better. Sure. It pushes the other companies out. And I, I'll be completely honest. I was really kind of hoping that this Karma was going to be a big deal. You know, it was going to probably drive prices down. Uh, push the the boundaries of technology with DJI and everything. And when it came out, we were I think all a little disappointed with it. I was like, uh, it's it's going to sell. It, it's got its purpose for the you know the kind of like the action sports market, and it's going to do a good job. But technology wise, it was just I think average. So the big thing was, uh, and I think it's really going to hurt GoPro. I hate to see this. They're already hurting anyway. They're a little bit of trouble. Yeah. Um, they didn't just recall the the drones and say, send yours back in, we're going to send you another one. Because I don't really think they know exactly what the problem is. Uh, the few videos that we've seen and what they're claiming is that it's the motors are shutting off in flight. 
And Andre, I know you sent me a video, and then I got on YouTube and looked at a few more. Literally, they're flying yeah. around. Everything looks normal, and it completely shuts down. Wow, that's Like, not... just right out of the sky. So I think that kind of freaked them out, and they were like, oh, we got a massive problem. And before something happens or somebody gets hurt or whatever, we got to pull these things. So they recalled, I think, 2,500 units are out somewhere around that neighborhood. So they pulled them out and gave everybody their money back. Oh, which wow. isn't good. No. You know, when they're going, hey, give us the drone back, we'll give you your money back, it doesn't sound No, good that me. doesn't sound promising. It's not like they, they got... They know the fix. Yeah. That's what that's saying. Exactly. And if you think, well, we're just going to average the price somewhere around 1000 2500 that's over $2 million that they're dishing back out. Wow. Yeah. And they're already hurting. I hate to see that. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh. So, uh, and I think I've seen... Yesterday or last night or something now, Andre, did you see it there actually giving everybody that bought uh, a Karma drone and had to return it, supposedly they're giving them a GoPro camera <laughs> to try to maybe smooth, smooth things yeah. over. Wow. Um, yeah. I guess the thing is, those people, I bet they're going to go right over and look at the Mavic now. Oh, exactly. Yeah, you know, I would think so. That's yeah. just going to, for DJI, that's that's huge. You know, that's... Uh, but I honestly, I could DJ, I could do the whole olive branch, and you know, here, show us your receipt, and we'll we'll offer you a discount. You know, I don't know, but it's um, it's really unfortunate, and we saw the the, the one video I saw, and um, it, uh, you know, the audio was quite, you know, because it's a GoPro, so you could hear the audio, and it's just you know, four motors buzzing around, and it's mm-hmm. doing all its work, and then silence, and then a nice yeah. whistling of wind and crash. You know, the one we saw, it, it hit a tree in the ground and everything, but. Um, that's still kind of scary, you know. You want to be able to trust the technology, and that's the only way uh, things can go. So, yeah. So, uh, hopefully, they figure it out. Hopefully, they understand what the issue is, and they can rebound and put them back in the air. But that's going to take some time. Yeah, I was doing a little reading on it online, and uh, some people made some good points. And again, I'm not, I'm not trying to pick on GoPro, but I, it was just obvious stuff that I didn't pick up on at first, and. One was anytime the pre-production models were out or, or everything, they never let anybody just fly it. They always had people on site. Uh, they there were some problems that people you know that did fly it in the pre-production. You know that they assured them, hey, when the when the real product comes out, it's going to be fine. There's not going to be any problems. Where it was almost just the opposite with the Mavic. DJI just sent them things out to everybody and go, here you go, have fun. Yeah, you know. So maybe they did have a, a few teething problems. Now, the other thing I found in, interesting is I, a few people that did get a hold of them wanted to see the internal workings. They pulled them apart. And looking at that and the inside, it, it almost really looked like old technology. Everything was really packed inside. The GPS was right in the center of the board. You know, it looks like it caused some interference. Uh, I mean, it just looked like, I hate to say this, but it almost looked like the people at 3DR that built the Solo, you know, uh, GoPro went to them and go, hey, build us a drone. Because <laughs> yeah. it really kind of reminded me of the Solo a little bit. And we all know Alex Edit, um, if I'm getting his last name correct, yep. said uh, when he flew it, he said um, that's that's what it felt like. That's what it reminded him of. Mm, just like when, the Solo. Yeah, with the way it flew and the way it behaved, the way it hovered and everything, it, it, he said it felt a lot like that. So, because um, he put it up and he's like, "So do I fly this?" And I'm like, "You haven't seen any of the recall." Like he said, <laughs> I knew about the recalls. I said, "Have you seen any of the videos?" Yeah. So I linked him the one we talked about the crash, the uh-huh. over top of the trees. 
And so, you know, but uh, that's just, again, that's just, you know, that's going on what we've seen and heard because we've actually never, you know, got Correct. our hands or our, our, our yeah. mitts on one of these things yet. So, right. But uh, honestly, I hope they turn around. I hope it's nothing major. Maybe it's an easy fix or whatever. Manu- maybe a manufacturing problem. I don't know. Um, it seems pretty weird that the whole thing's just shutting right down, whether it's like a thermal, some type of thermal shut. It, 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 I'm curious. I'm really curious to see what's going on with these. So good luck to GoPro. I hope they figure it out yeah. and they get these things back out and, you know, give DJI a little bit of a run for the money, but it's not looking too good. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention real quick, and I don't know how much you guys really follow or in-depth in the industry, but... Um, guy by the name of Mike McConville, who's worked for Horizon Hobby for over 20 years, uh, finally announced his resignation um, for Horizon, which I was really shocked. I mean, we've all flown Mike McConville airplanes. I know we all have. There's a ton of them out there. The guy's a phenomenal developer, not uh, not only a developer, but a pilot. He's unbelievable. I honestly thought he was one of the uh, the older guys that's been there for you know 20 years and was still there because we lost a lot of uh, other guys there. And I thought he'll probably be there forever. But he, he announced, and this kind of surprised me, Andre, a little bit. He actually took a job with Unique. And, of course, Unique is kind of associated with Horizon. They, they sell um, all their products. He's going to be a, uh, like a developer and, you know, dive more into the, the drone market with Unique. So that's what he's Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Because he's really been so, more of a, a plane guy, you know, developing yep. 3D planes. and But I guess with anything – you know, you get tired of one thing and see something new. Twenty and, years, yeah, yep. twenty years. So, but I really thought he would he would just retire there. So I just wanted to throw that off. Anybody uh, knows Mike? He's a fantastic guy, uh, very likable. So we wish Mike the best. We're gonna miss him at Horizon. So, but but you know, hey, you get some new young blood in there, get some fresh ideas. You never know. We'll see what happens. So, uh, let's see. Andre, let's we'll start with you. We got to talk about your little rescue mission stories. Yeah. Well, you I mean, I teased you on that I, one. I think you know you shot me the little video and everything, and and I think this is it. This is actually it on the screen now. Um, the you know how this whole thing yeah. took place was amazing to me. It really was. So just start from the beginning and tell us how it you know panned out. Uh, well, okay, so this a couple of weekends ago, I was out flying yeah, the Phantom, and it was that morning. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to catch the sunrise and everything, and uh, I'm just kind of beaming around, and uh, I went over another field that I hadn't flown over yet, and it was just me range testing with the uh, with the phantom four you know going out you know that you know the half kilometer and just exploring and just seeing how everything goes and as I'm going along pardon me i'm I'm looking through the tundra and I'm like, hmm, that looks very much like a tail of an airplane so i, I kind of noted it and, and said right, i'll look at it when i get home because it was freezing cold my hands were numb you know like the sticks you could see you could see my fingers vibrating on the controls when i played back the video mm-hmm. um so the following weekend uh, i was actually out looking for a friend's uh, edf jet that had gone down in another area and i couldn't you know i, I scanned the area and there was a lot of construction tracks and you know so i'm like no that thing's gone so I shot over to this other area, and bingo, like right away, it was like, yeah, that's a tail. That's a tail section of something. And as I came around and looked down, I'm like, that's a radian. So I came home, called my dad, and I said, I found an airplane. You want to go on a little adventure? <laughs> and, 
and that's basically you know like it we were we were you know back to the flying field with our sticks and our poles and everything and i'd taken some screen captures and put them on my phone so we knew exactly you know like we had a very very positive idea where it was i almost decided i, I was almost laughing going you know outside of the fact we had to you know cross a creek i'm like i could have taken the phantom and it could have like guided us right there but i would have had to carry that whole kit with me through the bush mm-hmm. um and yeah so so I got home. I think I sat on the video for a couple of days because I was just dealing with a lot of stuff. And Monday night, I posted it. And within an hour, um, I kind of – I'd asked my, my group of guys when I when I saw it. You know, I emailed out a group to, to my local media group and was like, is this anybody's plane? And they're like, <laughs> well, one guy owns a pro. And no, no, it's, it's at home. It's safe. So this is someone else's plane. Well, within an hour of me posting the video, the owner, Chris, pops up and says, Andre – you found my pro and he sent me a bunch of other information some other photos to you know the, the backup that you know it's his plane and so tuesday this week um he came over and he picked it up and you know he'll restore it so it's it literally sat there since june last year oh, wow. that's crazy so it's been out for a year and, and like it like i said it took like an hour but it was a lot of people were watching the footage going how did you see how did you know and and i'm and I, when I was in cadets, we took like a, an air crew survival course. And part of that was, you know, you know, learning to spot um, downed aircraft. And you're, you're never looking for the whole aircraft. You're looking for something like a tail section or a wingtip or something, something that just sticks out from the train. And then from there you go, right? So. Learning to spot. Oh, I'm sorry. Downed aircraft. Why is this? You're never looking for the whole aircraft. You're sorry. Looking for something. Sorry. Uh, continue. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the viewers just asked, "Was there an AMA number?" Actually, I'm not an AMA member, so. <laughs> oh yeah, in Canada, yeah. yeah. But that was one of the things I checked right away if there was a phone number or anything. And I kind of known the person, and uh, you know, my apologies to Chris for not actually, you know, having his name on file and stuff. And it was just, it was just kind of funny that we all kind of connected right away and and uh, were able to, to uh, get him his aircraft back. So. Um, it's uh so it's a happy story in the end he says in the foam i mean you're surprised after being out in the elements uh, you know two summers a winter and everything uh, all the servos were all really chunked oh, up sure. and, and crunchy and everything the esc still worked the the receiver still worked the wow. motor probably wow. is fine because it's fun mm-hmm. um you know, and the foam wasn't that bad. I mean, uh, I told him about you know Gorilla Glue, and I know Minwax makes this poly coat. It's not the it's not the stuff to do the waterproofing, but it's the stuff to protect the. It's a it's a water based stuff. And I'm like, yeah, if you recoat it and fix a few things, <laughs> you talk to Andre, stalls. he'll get he'll tell you how to fix anything. <laughs> it could be in a million pieces, and it's it's fixable in his eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I was like, you know, if, if he had to come along, I probably would have got the thing back in the air, but, you know, finding parts. And so I know Chris went to um, Great Hobbies and, like, ordered all the pieces. The only reason it fit in my car was the tail, so the, the, uh, the elevator was broken up, so he kind of folded it when I put it in the car. Okay. Otherwise, I wouldn't have got it in the car without any tools, so... Well, I have a challenge for you. There's a kinetic I lost. <laughs> you can yeah, get scan it over at my dad's house when you're down here. Well, hey, <laughs> and a real challenge, I could give you an H quad. It's black. See if you can find that puppy. You know what, though? You know what, Mike? I mean, now that the fall's kicked in, well, then again, it's probably your H quad's probably buried under all the debris after two years. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just teasing. But that was a uh, great, it, great it, story, it, it man. Was, 
that was neat to find it and everything. So, you know, yes, so I, I, I basically fired a shot off to my local guys and said, hey, from this point on, you know, if anybody ever goes down, just drop me a note and we can find it. Yep. You know, they give you an area to look over. That's great. Well, that's 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 what's really, and that was just manual flying. I I I I still haven't even tried like the plotic course thing with the uh, with the phantom controls and stuff. So, I mean, that's a fantastic. It story. is. It is. Is. How often does you know? But you never found the the jet anywhere. No, like the area the jet supposedly went down in um, had uh, a lot of construction in it. There were wheel tracks everywhere, so I can only assume it got picked up. Uh, and uh, uh, there was a couple. That had happened a couple of weekends before as well. That that had ha- happened well long, well before I'd even you know considered buying the Phantom. So you never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an act. It was an actively you know this this area was basically bordered off. You know there were foot tracks through some of the perimeter, but there was never anything this deep in. So uh, gotcha. I was real tempted to call you, Chris, and look for my dad's deer because it was in a soybean field. And I'm oh, like, man, if you could oh, scan that, that, that would have been awesome oh, you to recover. Have. You know, yeah. I, we ended up thinking the deer lived, but I always think because we've had so many deer die in these open fields. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, man, if I just had an aerial oh, view, yeah. it'd save us so much time. Yeah. To find out and recover the animal. Right. Right. So, anyways, no, <laughs> that would have been awesome. I would love to do something like that. Awesome. Let me know too. Much. <laughs> yeah, I'd appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, okay, Scott. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about our little story because it was it was pretty good. We yeah, had a fun. great time. Yeah. Uh, something different I've never really done, but I want to start off because it's kind of funny story. Um, I was out filming uh, early morning. On, this was on a Saturday, and we'll talk about this a whole other story. But anyway, I wasn't home out in the middle of nowhere. Cell service was really bad. And I think earlier you sent a text that, hey, I'd like to fly Sunday. And I sent one back, hey, absolutely, let's do it. I mean, we were really limited on our days Yeah, that here. was Pat that time. He oh, sent out the Pat. initial one. Yeah. Okay. You guys. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, let's let's do it. So I was out and about, and you sent another text out. said something. I glanced at it. I had a little cell phone service. And I said something about... Um, uh, hey, I, I need to take my boat out. I need to run some fuel through it, and it would be fun. And I was like, wow, Scott's yeah. got an RC boat, a gas <laughs> RC boat. I'm like, how cool is that? I'm like, I would love to see that. You know? <laughs> Me too. So I didn't think much of it. So as the day went on. I'm, I'm shooting video and stuff, and out in the middle of nowhere, and I think we were driving back in the car, if I remember right, and picked up some some service, and you sent another one like, hey, uh, I haven't heard from anybody. Yeah, uh, it was like hours and hours. <laughs> I would think somebody would jump on that, on that Pat or you. or. So he's like, I uh, got the boat already, and, you know, and, I'm glancing at this, and then you. Shot I thought it. you sent it to me in error or something. No, <laughs> no, you were. I put that on the on there too. Yeah, because I didn't know if you were. I would have responded. Yeah, for sure. I didn't know if you were still out. You know, shooting deer. Or not. <laughs> yeah, because you even said something like, "Well, Mike's probably still out in the tree stand." You know, <laughs> and I was. I was. I got a doe permit, so I was out there. But yeah. So I finally, you shot a picture of the actual boat. Yeah. Because I did. You have to put your floats on the Tundra too, or you already have them on. No, I had to put them on. Oh, so that's to, why I like. I wanted to know, know, so I had to actually need, time to put the floats. Do I need on. wheels or right. do I need floats? Because <laughs> my floats have been on for months. Right. We've never made it out. So I see this picture of the Tundra with the floats on on an actual boat, and I'm like. Oh, a boat! Okay, I'm like, yes, that would be awesome. Let's do it. 
and the weather was perfect. Yeah. It, was, it was definitely cold. It was probably low 30s, I think. When yeah, we, it was. Uh, it was frost everywhere. It was freezing. Thought, oh, we got up there we're early. Freeze. So we get out there. We go to one of our local, nice, beautiful lakes here. That I actually I've never been. And yeah, Portage loaded, Lakes. Loaded everything up and went out, and it was beautiful. I mean, the trees, the sun, the water was, was like glass. glass. It was That's like glass. Yeah, absolutely was awesome. beautiful. And we kind of picked a good open spot and went out there. And the really cool thing, I've been flying on floats forever, but it was your first time. Yeah. And it was Pat's first time. So what did you think? Were you nervous, excited? I was was definitely excited. I wanted to do that so bad, you know, ever since I got that, um, the Tundra. Uh Uh-huh. And so I, I put the floats on. I was like, after I got the floats on the actual plane, just looking, I was like, oh, man, I really want to go now. Yeah. So, yeah, we got out there, and uh, it was perfect. So you brought your yep. your um, Tundra, and I had mine, and then you also brought your Phantom out there to, yep. to record everything, and then that was awesome. So I, I first it, – it was – like so much easier than I actually thought. Mm-hmm. It it was crazy. Yeah, it was the I same mean, way. Yeah, with the, with I mean, super quick, quick I, to get up and yeah. landing is just nothing. Yeah, I tried to tell everybody that because it's it's well, so. Well, yeah, <laughs> I have issues sometimes. It's it's so intimidating because yeah. you just think you're gonna hit that water and flip over. If you Justin, do you have any experience with a plane or floats? No, nothing. No, I um, don't. No. Sounds pretty gnarly. Like you're gonna yes. put these floats on an airplane. And sounds go a little scary. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But honestly, you have this big, giant landing pad. It's not like yeah, you have these huge. little wheels. Yeah. And, you know, it's like you said, taking off, you just give it some throttle, yep. pull back on the elevator. Once it breaks that surface, it just it's no problem. But landing is even easier. No, For one, where yeah. we were, you have a giant runway. It's yes. not like you have this little spot. And coming in with the... With the uh, the big uh, floats, it's like you, if you're a little off or crooked or whatever, then floats hit the water. It just levels it right out. Yeah, for the most part. And it depends no on how, how how hard you hit the Very water. Very true. <laughs> Very true. So we man, we burned up some oh, that multiple was, batteries. That was so fun. Uh, we, we did have a few issues. <laughs> a few issues. <laughs> um, but honestly, even uh, Pat, I was, I was. He shocked. was doing he, great. He did yeah. amazing. Yeah, no problems. Yeah, he right was, off he the was water. doing good. So naturally, Mike, <laughs> naturally, Mike, we want to get some shots. So I was thinking back when we flew. The yeah, timber. I saw all the Phantom shots, but yeah. I didn't notice any different perspectives like we well, had with the timber. Well, we had some. <laughs> so. I had the run cam with me, and I thought, we're going to do just like we did. (laughs) We're going to do just like we did with the timber. We're going to put it on different spots and, yeah, and catch some good footage. So uh, we started off, I think, on top. Um, Pat flew it around a little bit, and I'm like, okay, now we got to do under the wing. Now, I don't know if we Uh, talked about it or I'll take you behind the scenes. (laughs) When we were flying with the timber, Mike was very adamant, like, Make sure that wing is dry. He's he's got his towel, his shirt. He's like, this thing has That's to be super dry. And you know, and I, I hand him like this little two inch strip yeah, of Velcro. Like, oh, he's like, no. no, 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 no. I want like a five inch piece of Velcro. He's like, this I thing, was sweating bullets. He was, this I mean, is my Mobius yeah. here. I already lost yeah. a GoPro one. So, he, like, I don't want to do this. He was again. nervous. I'm like, Mike, it's fine. Don't worry about it. So then you later tell me it's like a hundred foot to the bottom of that lake. Yeah, so I'm right. like, oh yeah. So. Knowing me, I'm like, ah, it's fine. I took my hand, wiped the bottom off, stuck a little piece of Velcro on there, stuck the camera on there, shook the blade on it. Yep, we're good. Let's go. So uh, took off and and was doing great. No problems. I had one rough. Okay, 
always, always, always. That one more time got me every time. So, I mean, we had beautiful shots of the plane going, you know. So it was the on trees. the wingtip at those. It points? was on the wingtip, yeah, okay. underneath the wing, okay. facing awesome the shots. Oh, that's always a great view. And I'm like, oh man, we got everybody. We're all looking at each other. We got some good footage here. This is this is cool. So I had kind of a rough landing, and I was like, ah, we can't end on that. I gotta go one more time. One more time, come around uh, down by the trees, circle around by the boat. And I thought, okay, this is it. I'm gonna land right by the boat. And we're done. Then we'll get the Phantom out. Come down, land. It was it wasn't the best landing, but I came right down. It's probably five feet from the boat. <laughs> the plane hits the water, and as soon as it hits the water, we seen the camera go plop. plop. <laughs> and we were a little bit far away, <laughs> so I couldn't like take the boat <laughs> over there. It. And we see it like we, we just watch it just <laughs> I know, slowly sink. And for that, out of, out for of that. Sight. Half a second, I'm like, I'm diving in. Like that half yeah. second, I'm like, I'm going in, I'm going in. And we all looked at each other like, who's going in to get it? And it's freezing cold. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm still shocked. That little tiny plastic camera. Why does that not flow? Right. It sinks. <laughs> oh, man. So our awesome footage is at the bottom of the lake. And I learned my lesson. Not only from Andre that he's told me, Chris, you should tether your cameras yeah. on your plane. That's fine. Chris, I'm telling you, you should tether your cameras I was sweating on. just Velcro holding my movie as I wanted more than that. Even. And even Mike's like, dude, make sure it's dry. We want a 10-inch piece of Velcro on there. We don't want this camera coming off here. You kept, you kept saying, oh, it's fine. It's I'm, fine. Like, I'm sweating bullets every time I'm out there. Yeah, so you get to plane and you're looking at the plane. And the Velcro actually came off the plane itself. So, it's the, the, so the whole, side. like, yeah, yeah the, the glue, glue side, side on the, the plane itself. <laughs> so it might have been moisture off. there. It's then. Like, oh, no. <laughs> so that was the first thing. Oh, man. Yeah. Now, what's a run cam go? I know my Mobius know. was like 60 bucks. Set, I don't know, 60 cents. I don't uh, know. It's still heart, heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. oh, I hate just, that. I mean, and then your footage, you never get yeah, back either. It, I was. Not you probably really, could have got the memory card out of it. It probably would have been. Yeah, fun, that's the other thing. It was one of my good memory cards, cards too. Because Andre, I thought I don't know how much footage we're going to shoot. I took the 16 gig out. And I had a really good 32 that I used for a backup oh. of my Phantom. So I put the 32 yeah. in there, and I was like, I think I was more upset about the memory SD card because <laughs> they're not cheap either. No. <laughs> the good ones. So uh, uh, that was our first incident. I'm like, well, what could go wrong? Let's break out the Phantom. Oh man, I would have stopped right there. <laughs> so, uh, but you did get good shots. Yeah, I saw. we break the, uh, broke the Phantom out, and uh, I thought, you know, initially we still had two planes because yes. Pat yeah. was flying yep. mine, you were flying yours, and um, <laughs> flying two planes like that is tough because uh, we had a few shots of us, you know, all taken off and everything. But once everybody oh, got near, so, yeah. it was just like, yeah. Yeah. like who do I follow? Who do I go? That was tough. So there was no formation flying person. <laughs> no. Well, no. The, the problem is we were trying to fly really slow. Yeah. And we were like in and out stalling. So it's like uh, yeah. then we had one person we have to gun it a little bit. We I think we were just going a little bit too slow. Food gone just a little bit. But faster. he was trying to for his phantom speed. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we're trying to go, to go slow. slow. Yeah. That's why he was with my timber. Even I'm like I don't know. Right. It's tough. But you had a little incident. Yeah. So, so talk about that. I was flying around and we were doing um, some touch and goes too, which that has just so much fun on those floats. Yeah. It is awesome. And uh, the one time I came around and um, again, I was going pretty slow and I tip stalled it a little bit higher up than I should have been. And it came down like crooked on 
to the lake, and the float just disconnected from <laughs> from the landing gear part. Like one of the floats just. You know, ripped right off, right where right. The, those two plastic connectors, you know, go yeah. right into the float. It just came off. And so the I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, my heart dropped there. <laughs> the I'm like, oh, my gosh. And um, the wing, though, on, is awesome on that because that held up the whole body. Okay. So, like, none of the nothing was, nothing, was, nothing was underwater, you know, other than That's the awesome. end of the, the I wing. I saw pictures where it was tilted, but I can yeah. see what you were yeah. saying. So, yeah. I fire up the boat, and we go over there, pick it up, and Chris is like, oh, look at that. That just needs a little glue. We'll get you back up there in five minutes. Hey, does anybody <laughs> have any glue with them? And, and Pat had some, um, I think, some thin CA or something like He's that. He's hanging like, out with Andre. Oh, we'll do much. that. Yeah, just so... <laughs> <laughs> While we were out there, I was trying to dry it off as best I could. I know it wasn't completely dry, and we shoved some glue down there. I s- stuck it back together, waited like five or ten minutes, and there was a lot of sea in there, and it probably wasn't all the way, but yeah. uh, we got it back up, awesome. and it was awesome. I was flying it again, right. doing the same thing. Sweet. And um, let's see, you were still up in the air, I think, with the Phantom. Yeah. And then um, I was a little farther out this time, and the second time, there was a second time, uh, I did, uh, again, oh, this time, I don't know, it was weird, because it just dropped out of the sky. Like, yeah, I didn't have any control. Yeah, problem. I thought I had a receiver problem. Yeah. So you're and gliding just, kind of yeah, it at just, that point. Yeah, it just dropped out of the sky, and um, it hit that, it hit pretty Same hard point. again. Yeah. But this time, it, it hits pretty square, but then it just, I think it just cracked that. Yeah. The glue wasn't quite set. And right. uh, same thing. And at that point, we were kind of farther away because it was like I wasn't even expecting to, sure, to fall right out of the sky. I was still flying around. We had some um, canoes, you know, going kayakers, around or yeah. kayakers. Yeah. yeah. And, and you got some awesome shots because we were far out. You took your Phantom and you like went 360 all the way around my plane <laughs> in the waters like, oh. And then we had kind of like the rotor right guys oh, taunting yeah. the yeah, racks. T- yeah. yeah. So did the, the boat crawl of shame back <laughs> right. to my, my plane and. Yeah. That ended mine, but then um, after that, you know, Pat and Chris were continued flying. And he got some amazing shots. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, though, after I shot that little video out, it um, seems to be kind of a, a problem with the floats. I found out if you yeah, read I read the comments, the comments too. A lot of other people it happened. I I don't think it's a uh, really a flaw of the no. airplane. I think it's just lack of glue yeah. on those tabs it, it because it be. literally pretty pulled out very Yeah, very, clean. very clean. Right. So even even uh, Wayne messaged me right away. He's like, hey, well, what's going on? What's the deal with the floats? Oh. What's, you know, because he wants to fly his in the winter on the floats. Of course, yeah. you're going to be landing in the snow. Which, and I said, Wayne, I don't think there's any problem. I think if anything, maybe just put a little bit yep. more glue around it even right now before they yeah. yeah. come out. Yeah. I, don't, I didn't see any problems. It didn't break no. anything. It didn't oh, bend no. Anything? Oh no, not at all. Even into the second time, like it just—I—I I know that was our, you know, my fault. I just didn't let the glue set. Yeah, enough. sure. So right, right. When I got home, um, Pat and I, we put some um, the white Gorilla glue in there to like mm-hmm. fill it up, yep. and uh, it's so solid now. Yeah, yeah so it's—I'm right. ready to go again. Yeah. Now, what were your? What did you think of the characteristics on the floats flying it? It's it. That was your a, first yeah, time. that was my first time. So, so I like. It flew great. It, it was. It flies a little different though. Like mm-hmm. it's a little. It's you can it tell it's heavy. heavier. Mm-hmm. You can tell it's definitely heavier and and um, flies just a little bit different. But you know, I'm not doing acrobats at that point with the floats <laughs> on or anything because it's yeah. it's really like it's heavy down near the bottom. But yeah. oh, it's so neat. I just you can land anywhere on yeah. the lake if you have a nice like 
one buried take, a land. One take with me with floats that I, I'm very still still learning a lot was rudder. Yeah. Rudder ability. Yeah. You'd see me serpentining all over the place because I, I just am so touchy to rudder. Talk from, about that? Mike, Mike does not fly rudder. That's something different. Whatsoever. Yeah, I'm always, even, <laughs> yes. even Chad's always on me. When you're coming for you landing, there. keep your horizontal, you know, horizontal straight and just use your, and I never do it. And I'm always tipping a wing right as I'm on an approach or something using so ailerons. We actually had a little bit of wind the day we flew. So I kept telling him, Mike, when you take off, you got to stay on that rudder. Like it, but it takes very, the so faster touchy. you go, very I, little movement. I could have probably expoed yeah. that or something. So to help Mike out. would be going down the lake going, seeing <laughs> 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 and, and on my takeoffs, I'd be like doing a 90 degrees yeah. and taking off. I did off that once like, because I didn't have any flaps. The, the one time I took off, I had no flaps on there. And I'm like, this thing's not taking <laughs> off. What's going on? And then all of a sudden, it just pops straight up in the air. And I was like, we're still at that point. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing I took from float flying that I don't notice when I'm on the yeah. gear because it pops up a lot quicker, obviously. Right, so you yeah, don't right. have time to struggle with the rudder. Uh, I think the only thing I kind of noticed, and, and it was pretty calm the day we flew. Yeah, with yeah it, it was pretty calm. We, we both had the. Uh, uh, I'm with Michael with the rudder. That's pretty fun. Does that uh, does the rudders on the Tundra have those little like no, guides that mine no. do? What I, I like their the design because it's very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, what they did is they they have a big metal rod. You take the tail wheel off, and this big metal rod goes right into uh, where the tail wheel okay. is, and then it's got a rudder on the bottom. Now initially that I thought, man, good. with that thing way back on the back like that and everything, that it was going to work awesome. But yeah. it worked. But not as well as I thought it was going to work. Like, it was, you know... Yeah, I had a little issue. Well, not an issue, but, like, I noticed when I took my wheel off and put that paddle on, mm-hmm. um, it was, Slot. like, really wiggly. Like, yes. really wiggly. And yeah. I was looking at the the wire, and it looks just, like, a hair thinner than the actual, right. you know, wire tail for wheel. the tail wheel. Yeah, yeah I And agree. so, um, when I went out and looked at your plane... And I felt it just to see if it was the same. I was like, "Wait, yours is like in there, good." Like, and then you're like, "Oh yeah, you you filled yours with like tape. Yeah, you wrapped tape, tape around." around. And I was like, "That's a great idea to yeah. to make that a little." Yeah, but even still, with you know, it, again, it worked no problem. Yes. But it didn't quite have the authority, the authority as I thought, yeah. especially like with the timber with the dual rudders like that and the way it you know it works. It, that thing would probably plow through anything in a fifteen knot wind out on the lake. Um, the only other thing I could see a little bit is, uh, you know, with the rudder, the way they have theirs, it's stationary and it's stuck there. So we were actually picking up weeds. Yeah, we were. So the yeah. tundra would take off out of the water. You see a <laughs> big old string of seaweed. My mind break away. Yeah, yeah, yours break away. So just a couple little things. Like I like their idea. Maybe make the rudder a little bit bigger if possible and, and maybe have it on a spring that would break away. And I think it would work fantastic. Yeah. So, and Andre... Yeah, Go ahead. You wouldn't be able to come. Sorry, you wouldn't be able to come up on shore with the rudder stick down, right? Uh, yeah, you could because it's so far back. You're going to hit the floats first, I think. Oh, depending on how uh, deep you the can't water go is, all like the way for up. snow because yeah. it does stick down. Yes. It sticks down farther than right. well, flying the yeah. snow with that rudder. Well, I don't know you if you take really, that off. Yeah, I think you just I wouldn't take fly, the rudder yeah, off. I wouldn't fly, yeah. You yeah. use the yeah. wheel yeah. only yeah. at that yeah. point. Yeah. Just leave right. the wheel on. Right. Yeah. So, and then Andre, the only thing we were going to mention to you because I know you're you've been wanting to get yours out and. Course on water may be a little different, but we definitely noticed on the water we did not hardly ever use the full flaps. No, uh-huh. I mean we tried it and it was just so 
almost too slow yeah. and too lethargic with yeah. the big floats on there. Taking off, yeah, but of, I've got the super hopped up one. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's oh. he wouldn't have any the pre-production. I'm only wink, half throttled on. Yeah. He's like they're full throttled. Yeah. They can't keep up with him. Yeah, let's send out the pre-production with the big motor. <laughs> yeah, I've got the yeah, the special. That's right. Uh, I do want to try uh, the plane on floats uh, this summer. Or sorry, this summer. <laughs> Wishful thinking this winter. Um, but my uh, my concern too is those floats, man. They make that airplane sit up a good what foot taller. It's, oh, yeah. it's it's so up there. I'm yeah. not sure I could get it in the car at that point with the extra uh, vertical height. So I'll have to uh-huh. um, I'll have to put them on and try them and see. If not, of course I've got my skis and it flies magnificent on the skis. But I, I do want to try the floats. Yeah, uh, I ordered a pair of skis neat. too. So I'm looking forward to this winter just to try the skis out. I love see how the that skis. Goes. Absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah. I, I recommend you get some uh, some uh, wheel collars that you can to help lock down the the skis mm-hmm. and everything. Oh, okay. uh, but other than that, it flies, and you're going to notice that you're going to have a little less vertical space between the prop and the ground. But those props don't mind the snow. I'm right, still yeah. running on my my original prop, so yeah. uh, other than that, it's a hoot to fly on the skis. So yeah. what cool. what skis did you get? Um, Do you know, bro. The, the ones that were recommended for the plan, I forget. Okay. Are they the Sky, Sky Mule, Mule ones? Sky Mule yeah, ones. that was um, it. Those yep. work too, no yeah, problem. But I, I definitely always recommend the Dubro skis. Like I've had them for years. Mm-hmm. I have them on the, uh, uh, the Beaver. They're fantastic. And what's really nice about them is they're all set up. You slide them right on. They got a locking mechanism with them and a spring. So they're fully adjustable. Oh. And they have the spring, so you can adjust them up a little bit, and then as soon as that ski touches down, they level out because they're spring actuated. Oh, that's awesome! They're a little nah, they're not really pricey, but for yeah. what you're getting, they're fantastic. I've never Would had. They work on the timber, or are they strictly? Hum- no, hobby? they're they're universal. You can yeah, I'll have to look that uh, you up. can uh, you know if you if you got really big axles, you can drill them out, you know, and so yeah, great, great. Yeah. But the Durafly ones will work, and they come with the springs, and they're. Um, the landing gear on the Tundra is mm. set up to work with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's the plastic slots. So they all kind of um, they kind of work you know, together. Walk into position. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, cool. And they don't have any issues. They're probably way cheaper too. <laughs> they were. Yeah. They were pretty inexpensive. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I can't wait to get every, everybody out this winter on skis. It'll be a good time. All right, I got one more story, and then we can jump in with you, Justin. We'll jump into the yeah. Thanks the for being patient. Yeah, there. I know, I know we're just. Re- this, it sounds this, like I got to get some pontoons for my. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, now you seen? Have you seen yeah, them? Yes, yes. they look pretty cool. I'd like they, to try those. I'd be, huh? That would be it's so top heavy though that I'd afraid I'd be afraid to roll. That's. Uh, oh, one more story, uh, real quick before we get off on that subject. We're talking about floats and lake, and, and this is the second time I've done this. I gotta stop doing it. There's one shot um, when we were actually filming where I was trying to follow Pat in for one of his landings, and he was a little bit ahead of me, and I'm coming in hot. And I was trying to drop down and catch up to him at the same time, <laughs> where <laughs> he landed, and I came right over top of him, and, and it was so fast and everything. But what I didn't realize is I was still going down Wow! as he landed. And on the screen that time, I was like, ooh, that that looks a little close. So as soon as I kind of, I went back up. But then when I got home and watched it yeah. and was doing the frame by frame, this is You're twice my... Yeah, because you did it hit the lake. Uh, you said, man, I was close to hitting the water. Really? Wow. It was like wow. inches. Wow. I'm like, I got to cut. I got to stop, stop doing, doing that. 
<laughs> I, yeah. yeah, it was spotter. It could have been a lot more helped. catastrophic than a run cam incident. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, 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 yeah, ruined that would have that ruined my day. Yeah, you got some amazing shots. So that so that, that was awesome. Is that two run cams you lost now to lake flying? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> 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 pretty much <laughs> right under the bus. So, so is that why they call it run cam too? It takes two yeah, and then you're done. I, and hopefully, I, I learned my lesson. This you should tape some like bubble wrap onto <laughs> onto the next one. Just well, he had water damage on the first one yeah. and then um then yeah. the sinking one on the second right one, so yeah what well, hasn't been good that's for sure so uh yeah I, I definitely learned my lesson with the run cam now the big question is too i want to get another one <laughs> i don't know i don't know if i want to buy another run cam though i've definitely had issues with them uh just not because of what i did but like previous issues whether they're they stop or they lock up or whatever i've been having so i'm on the fence andre's been testing out the which one andre uh the firefly q6 yes and you seem to really like that and it's fairly cheap um the only thing what was nice about the run cam or the mobius is that you could see your shot that that was that was pretty cool feature. Does the that does that one you're talking about do that? This new one? No, um, that's one thing actually. I know Andre, you didn't seem to care too much about, but I do like um, just that you know when you're setting it up on your plane, you can look at your your phone, you know, with the Wi-Fi and, and line see, up that shot see or what see kind of what see. you're oh, getting cool. ahead of time. You can do that on the Mobius too. No, no, no okay. it was on the run. It was on the run cam. Too. Oh, okay. That's that, one thing I like. That is kind of cool. So, because uh, um, uh, otherwise you might have a lot of footage and then have the wrong angle you wanted. Possibly, it's, it's possible. Yeah. yeah. So, but I'm looking for a camera. If anybody's got any suggestions or anything, my Mobius for, holds up really well. Yeah. I'm, I'm the pretty, only thing I noticed between the Run Cam Two and the Mobius though is the picture quality. The Run Cam Two seemed to be quite a bit better than mm-hmm. the, you know. Yeah. It could be my settings too, because I was tinkering with settings and stuff. Too, right. And right. Right. So I'm in the market for a camera. If anybody out there wants to send me one, <laughs> um, all right. I'll make sure he tethers it. <laughs> yes, yes. I'll never. <laughs> I, I, I will defi- definitely uh, be using a lot of Velcro. I understand the excitement. <laughs> you're like out there, and you just want to get up too. Uh, you know, not put much time into tethering. So good too. Uh, like that was a perfect day. What are you gonna do? It's my own stupidity. I can't be mad at myself, you know. And. I should have listened to Andre because he tethers everything like <laughs> you should do. You know? ah, All right. Last story. Then we'll, we'll jump into some other stuff. Um, been just out. Uh, you know, it's fall here in Ohio. It's getting cold. I, I hate what's coming after fall. I love fall. It's absolutely beautiful. My favorite time know, of the season. You're out, oh, I love the it. I'm not, yeah, day. I just absolutely love it. The trees changing color, the cold, crisp air. I mean, it's just awesome. Uh, it does tend to get windy here, which kind of sucks. No bugs. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> bugs, no mosquitoes. Especially on the lake, I bet you didn't have any either. No. So the past few weekends, I've been getting up early on, on like Saturday and going out to just different locations, just trying to get some nice fall shots. And we never know what's coming afterwards. So every weekend, I'm like, oh, we got a good weekend. We got to go because you, you don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. So last weekend, I said, man, I'm going to go back down to one of my favorite spots. And surprisingly, now, I was completely shocked. My wife says, hey, do you mind if I go? Or I, I think I said, hey, I'm going to go down. At would you want to go? Which 99% of the time is like, no. Because she knows what I'm going down to do. But it's been so nice. And, and I, I think like her, we know what's coming. She's like, I, I want to get out. She's like, yeah, I'll go with you. I said, yeah, we'll go down, hike, fly, and then we'll get some breakfast. So I was, I was shocked. 
So it's about a 50-minute drive down to where we were going. Uh, beautiful morning, no no clouds, uh, definitely cold. It was in the low 30s, so everything was completely frosted and iced up. So on the way down, I kind of joked around. I'm like, man, the only thing that would make this a little bit better is if maybe we had a little bit of fog, you know, coming off the ground or whatever. So we get down there, and we're pulling into the area, and as we're turning in, I, I start to see the fog, like, through the through the, the low areas. I'm like, oh, this might be perfect. So we're going, and we're going. And the farther we go in to where we're going to hike and everything, the worse it got. And probably within a mile there, it got to the point where you literally couldn't see your hand in front of your face. Wow. And I was like, this isn't good. <laughs> this is a little more than I need. Like, I wanted a little bit of fog. Like, so, you know, the wife's going, well, all right, what are you going to do? Are you going to fly? And I'm like, man, I, I don't know because of the, the, my last story yeah, when I went into I the fog. And it was the exact same conditions, completely fogged in right at freezing temperatures and i'm like i drove yeah. all the way down here what what should i do you know should i just say ask ah, let's we're gonna do it anyway once we got there i was like it ain't happening like i was just too nervous i, the, I didn't want to stops freeze up or something on the i think one, it I iced think up something, yeah, something happened it, it, it really affected even, the performance it was bad it. like yeah. i almost didn't get i remember back. that was I remember. really scary oh, yeah. and it was Fairly new when it happened. I don't know if you've ever heard that story, Justin. No. I'll tell you real quick, or for people out there that haven't heard yeah. the podcast, I'll just touch base real quick. We were out to eat uh, really early one morning, and I was looking at the weather, and we were completely fogged in. But looking at the weather, tops were like, it was just low-lying, like, convection fog. And the tops were supposed to be at, like, 200 feet. So I told my wife, I said, I'm getting home, I'm firing up the Phantom, I'm getting above the fog, and I'm going to cruise around and film it. It'd be awesome. <laughs> So we get home, I rush around, I get everything ready to go, we're completely socked in, I fire up the Phantom, and I take off in my driveway, and at 50 feet it disappeared, like gone. So I'm looking on the screen, the only thing you seen was white, nothing. So I'm going, and going, and going, so I get to about 200 feet, nothing. So I'm like, I'll just venture up a little bit higher. So a little bit higher I go, nothing. A little bit higher I go, nothing. Finally at that point, okay, I'm done, I'm out. I'm coming back down. So at this point, you could see the water <laughs> droplets on the camera. So I knew it was pretty pretty wet up there. I'm like, well, this isn't going to be good either. So I, I started coming down. And as I could hear it, it was like, it was making all kinds of funky noise. Like it wasn't stabilizing. And I was like, oh, this is not good. But I couldn't see it. <laughs> so it got to the point where I could finally see the lights. And I mean, this thing was just rocking and rolling like, all over the place. I was like, what is going on? So I was just trying to get it down the best I could. And I, you know, I couldn't really even catch it. I just wanted it on the ground. So as this thing finally got about three feet off the ground, it went nuts and just flopped right over. And it flopped right over. Luckily, it flopped over on its top. And it was upside down, trying to correct itself wide open. And I was like, ah, what do I do? So I grabbed a hold of it, finally got it shut down, chewed the props all the heck. They were gone, but it didn't seem to hurt anything. Everything else seemed normal. Now, looking at the copter, it had some, you know, and at that point getting down that low, I think most of it melted, but my uh, initial reaction was it had a little bit of ice on it. So I'm thinking as I went up and it was it started building up ice on the props. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there are some pictures of quadcopters out flying in 30-degree, very moist conditions where they've come down. Their props are completely iced up. Wow. 
Wow. So I that. think that's what happened is that baby iced up. I got very lucky. So here I am in another very similar situation. <laughs> You're like, you Early learned your, you learned your 30 lesson, degrees out, completely fogged in. I'm like, I don't nah, think so. No. A good, good choice. Yeah. Thumbs up to so, that. I grabbed the wife. I said, well, let's just go hike. If, yeah. we, if we get anything, we do. If not, it's a beautiful morning. We're going to enjoy it anyway. So we started hiking. And this place we hike, basically, you start at the bottom, you hike up to the top, and then you you hike at the very top, and then you come back down. So as we're going, we're going and going. We're in the fog. Can't see nothing. I start to see the, a little bit of break you know, in the fog, in the trees as we're going up. I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe. So we get up to the top. We're kind of right at the fog level. So we keep on going, and we come out by this huge, beautiful open field. And it had some low-lying fog just going through the field. And I'm like, eh, let's try. I told my wife, I said, let's, I'm just going to go up and look around and see what it looks like. I don't know. So I get everything set up. I fire up and take off through this field, Justin. And, and you know from filming, and you, know, you don't sometimes know what you're getting. And as I'm going through this field and I lift up, into the trees and come above the trees it was just like oh it opened up the fog was all down in the trees and it completely covered the whole lake so i again actually got up like above, above the, the fog, fog line. you could see the, the the high level trees sticking out above the fog and i cruised around yeah you got the one shot my wife took there that was the morning and it was absolutely magical oh, yeah. i mean just pure like you don't get those days you know so shot some film, had an absolute great day. Uh, so uh, been working on the video for a couple days. I actually just posted it out this morning. So if anybody would like to go see it, uh, it's out there now. I know that was one of Chad's first goals at doing FPV. He yeah. always wanted to get above that fog yeah. line. He has some out at PJs that's just phenomenal. That's, it looks yeah. like all water and things breaking through different right. altitudes. And, you know, I got to hand it to Chad because he always wanted that. He, he was one of the first people I've ever seen FPV flying like that to capture that above the fog. And that was one video that actually really inspired me to like, I, someday I want to do that. Yeah. But whether I, I'd never really had the guts to build a nice FPV platform ship and actually just because you, you got to think Chad did it way before the technology oh, yeah, of return to home, altitude hold, all that nothing. Stuff. So yeah. you get out there and get above the fog. N- nothing, nothing. You looks, don't, you don't know anyone. You don't know where you're purposes. at. Yeah. What's, coming back to exactly. So for Chad to do that, that would have been. I think that was on his maxi Swiss. Some of those six, shots seven too. years ago, he did this. Wow. Yeah. Now, now, granted, he did it again and lost it. Yeah, I know. You know, but still. That's still hard. Yeah. <laughs> hard discussion. Touchy subject. Yeah, with Chad. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, there was no phantoms back then either to go look for it. But, but honestly, you got to give it up to Chad Oh, yeah, that, that footage was phenomenal. Yeah, to get up there in those day, before, early days. The, yeah, to fly around FPV like that. So it, needless to say, it was a fantastic day. Uh, I, you know, every time I fly the Andre, you're gonna you're gonna find this out too. Is every time you fly that Phantom and do stuff, you're gonna learn something. And every time, no matter what, even on that flight, I I learned some things flying around and and everything. So it was good. But go check if you like, you know, some fall colors. Maybe you don't live around here. Uh, some people are always amazed of you know the Northeast up here with the leaves changing, what it looks like, and everything. If you want to see some fall colors and what it's like around here, go ch- go check out the video. So, all right, enough about me. Um, we're going to talk about the Mavic a little bit. Mavic, M-A-V-I-C, Mavic. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, I got a little bit of crap 
a while back when we did our review against the Karma because a lot of people are like, well, how can you say this and talk about this or whatever because you haven't flown it. You don't have a hands-on. So, And again, it's just speculating. This is like what we like to do. How many times do you, you hear something coming out, if it's a plane or a drone or whatever, you just want to talk about it. Sure. That's one of the best yeah. things. You get your buddies yeah, and like, yeah. what do you think? How, what yeah. do you think about this? Well, what about this? It's great. And you know. DJI has a good way of you know making the buzz about it. Yes, oh, yeah. absolutely. And that's exactly what they did with the Mavic because they sent it out to a million people before it was out, and yeah. everybody was drooling over this thing like, did you see it? Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. So... I know Flight Test has one, but I haven't seen it. Even to this day, I don't know. I, some, somebody takes that thing home. <laughs> so luckily for me, very fortunate, uh, Mike, you're good friends with Justin here. And, yeah. and Justin – and I, How I got, he got it so early, I'm not still sure to this day. The, yeah, you did get so. it very early. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I did get it very early. I was really surprised. And, you know, I looked uh, – some of the distributors that sell DJI project products, they mm-hmm. were trying to tell you that if you wanted one early, don't buy the package. I bought the package, uh-huh. and I got oh, it nice. way before everybody. Yeah, said, that and, isn't true. Yeah, <laughs> and I was shocked because uh, Mike came to me. He goes, "Hey, I got a good good friend of mine I work with. He just got a Mavic, and he said he's willing to go out with us and let us fly it." And, uh, first off, I thought, "Well, that's pretty brave of somebody that just gets it, doesn't know anything, you know, no flight time." And goes, "Yeah, tell these guys <laughs> to come out because you had no idea who you were or anything, and you know how Mike flies." So. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> You know, for the, fir- for the first few flights, you were within arm's reach of me, so I was <laughs> Yeah, you definitely had to feel that. So. Yeah. And, and I don't know, I'm sure you heard the H-Quad story that he, at work that he lost one. So yeah. I was very surprised. You are like, hey, here's my new Mavic. Go ahead and fly. But I appreciate yeah, it. I was comfortable with it. I didn't think you were going to hurt it. All right, but I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. So anyway, um, when we get there and everything, it, it was brand new to you, too. I think you told me you had one, one or two flights on it. Yeah. Um, so um, just a little background. What what do you like to do or what do you fly or what do you – I know you have a lot of other uh, – like an Inspire. and So you're definitely into the aerial. Well, yeah, that's what I started into. I started out with the 3DR Iris. Oh, okay. So yep. I, I, I'm, I worked with those and just got tired of having to fix them and, mm-hmm. and work on them every time before you fly. Yeah. Um, I considered the solo, and then I finally just said, "I'm going to buy you know a fam." I started yep. with a fam three, real quick, and that's what I was trying to sell you. And I'm like, "You're going to love real, the DJI real quick." Since you have experience mine. with the solo, I know we had some experiences with the solo. Did you have problems with yours too? I never actually bought one. I was looking into buying oh, one. And I saw okay. that there were so many problems, yeah, okay. and I just you know I decided yeah. to go with the fam three. I had that choice: the solo yep. or the three. So okay. I went with the three. All right. So you started off with the Phantom 3, which one do you Just the standard. The standard. I, yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of your first involvement into the DJI market. Yeah. And I had flown them before, but mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was my first yeah, aircraft that I actually owned from mm-hmm. them. So obviously then you're very familiar with their, their products, their apps, how they flew, yes. everything like that. So you get the Phantom or the Phantom. You get the Mavic in your hands. Uh, so tell us your first experiences, what you thought. Um, it's it's <laughs> tiny. Uh, I actually Mike will laugh at me here. I carry it in a fluke case. So <laughs> it fits in there. That's it's, unbelievable. It's tiny. That's I'm nuts. Yeah. Um, the batteries charge fast on them, and you know. And I, um, one thing I noticed uh, that everybody's talking about is you know the flight time. Mm-hmm. If I landed about twenty three to twenty five percent, I'm getting twenty two minutes of flight time wow. on it. Um, I'm trying to think here, what else? Well, like your uh, initial it's thought. stable. Yeah. I mean, that thing is, like, stable. You put it – did we, did we try it in tripod? Yeah, tripod, tripod mode. mode. Yeah. I mean, you can – that thing is just so stable. It, it's ridiculous. Um, one of the first things we tried to do, we went to a uh, area 
<clears throat> down around Atlantic Ball over, mm-hmm. and there was a baseball field there. So we tried to see, you know, with a Phantom Three and this, mm-hmm. if we could land on a base. Oh, okay. And that three standard is just rough trying to land it. That thing there just right Mavic on just it. sets I mean, right yeah, down. Just set right on it. Yeah. Which is kind of a, there's a pro and con to that because it has that auto land, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll get into that a little bit. Yep. Um, but my first impression was it, it was especially coming from coming, coming from the three DR Iris and Iris Plus. The, that's just. This is an amazing aircraft. I mean, there's no, uh-huh. no, no, de- no debating that. But, but you, you also said you bought those airframes because they were more open source and easier yeah. to repair and things. Or yeah, possibly. they were open source. And this thing here, you know, the arms you can replace. It's not like you know, you wreck a Phantom Three, you're gonna have to buy a whole new body for it. You mm-hmm. know, if you're gonna do that. And mm-hmm. I never cared for the the form factor of Phantom Three. I never cared for the white. I, yeah. it's just not for yeah. me. Right. And this, when I saw this color and and you know just this form, I was right. really I just instantly I have that. Yeah. Now, one one thing I noticed, and of course you did too, right off the bat, is uh, when we were out flying around, I said, "Hey, I want to get a few shots of of it out flying around." Yeah. It's so small, and with the gray color, once that thing is in the air, it completely disappears. Like you, you can hear it; you'll hear it way before you can ever see this thing, unless you got really kind of up high, like in the clear sky. If it was anywhere around the ground or tree level, it completely wow. disappears. Especially with it being fall, I think it might have been better if we had a greener background. But it True. was so hard with you know the, the right just the bark in the background, right? The trees were the you know, yeah. I, I couldn't even believe like <clears throat> if he was flying. You, we we flew at Jackson, <clears throat> Scott, mm-hmm. so you you yeah. know that area oh, yeah. very well. Yeah. Even when he was like out in the soccer field somewhere, I could not see it. Like I catch, I would catch the lights if he would turn just right. You couldn't see it. Wow. It was like you can't shut the lights off in flight can yeah, you well on the phantom three you can. you can so i would imagine on that you probably could too i don't you know? think you can turn the rear one off i think you could turn the front ones off okay that was like a feature of the camera in the phantom three i think you had to go to the camera settings yeah you but can i haven't it. tried it on this yet go stealth mode no, no, yeah. no that's a bad <laughs> idea because i'd never see it oh yeah because even even in the sky like when we were overhead without the lights it was it was really really hard to see yeah so i ran it out about probably just a little over a mile yesterday mm-hmm. and i could just just barely see it and so that that freaked me out a little bit sure but yeah. wow um but i must say like if anybody's looking in the market like for compatibility like taking it places there's no way you're going to beat this thing i you know to see it in person to see how it folds up and see how small the controller is you know, yeah. if you're taking it on trips or you're traveling, you know, on an airplane or you like to go out hiking or you're filming in different locations, there is no way that you can beat the compatibility. It's toy size, but it is no toy. Right. No, That's for sure. Yeah. And it's it's been so stable. I've had no issues other than user error with it. Oh, look at that. Is he going to fit the tablet oh, in there? No. Awesome. That's what I, you were asking about that. Okay, folks. Oh, this wow. might have changed my mind a little bit. Wow. And, I've noticed a lot of people haven't figured this out yet. I saw. I have to give credit to someone on YouTube. I don't know who it was that okay. I saw this. Yep. And there are actually notches that are designed in there because I couldn't for the life of me figure out why yeah. these notches were over. This oh. one, there's a slider in here that you put this cable in if you're using a phone. Okay. So then you can, you know, the cable stays inside of there. But this thing, that's a 10-inch tablet. Oh, So dude. it is fitting that 10-inch tablet just right. Now you're not going to get it in there with the case. 
Right, right, right. But right. it is, and it feels it feels good in your hand. It does feel I mean, good in my. Th- it, this one, it wouldn't fit. No, <laughs> but uh, no, and I was very amazed by that. And I figured I knew you were going to love that when I did. Oh, Andre's got a tablet in the controller. I can see. <laughs> <laughs> and that I don't know. That's just that's amazing to me that they they did that. I mean, yeah, nobody's ever talked about this. Yeah, though. well, uh, you know, I went, you know, I. I, I, I do some 3D printing just for yeah. the fun of it. And I mm-hmm. went on Thingiverse, and I saw all these people, you know, right as, as the Mavic came out, they're making all these uh, adapters to put the the Phantom controller, the Phantom uh, tablet mount on here. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like, this big thing coming over the screen so you can see, like, the middle of your screen's gone. You, and then the tablet's mounted up here. And then I'm, like, I'm, I'm reading about it because I wanted to do something because I was not happy with using a phone. Yes, that's my huge complaint. So... I got to researching it, and I saw them do that. I'm like, oh, I should, I, I should have thought of that. I was disappointed that I'm an engineer and didn't figure that. <laughs> that, that is fantastic. So no problem with an iPad Mini then, which no. is what I fly out. Oh, that's a, that's a game changer there, buddy. So and then you know it's it's got two USB ports on it, so you just plug that in there and uh, okay. that port. Yep, yep. Um, wow. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. I do. <laughs> wow. You can't have this one. Okay. <laughs> Well, I don't know what I'm speechless now because that was. <laughs> the peanut gallery's laughing now at you, buddy. Oh, oh dear. Um, Chris is gonna have one tomorrow. No. I mean, I mean did you feel how good that? It does that, feel yeah, good. Yeah, and okay, that was one of my my gripes. And again, it's it's probably something I would have to get used to. I, I do hate the huge controller on the, the Phantom bu- Three, and then you put the tablet on top of that thing. It feels like it weighs ten there pounds. There is one plus because I was flying that Inspire has the same uh, remote. Yep. Yep. It keeps your hands warm in the winter. Oh, uh, that's mm. true. <laughs> I noticed um, that yesterday. But, you know, as small as the, the Mavic controller is, it, it, the controller itself fits fantastic in your hands. Yes. And then uh, my gripe was, too, is is the phone's at the bottom. And at first I didn't like that. Like, it just yeah, – but after a while, it's just like anything else. I guess you just be accustomed to it yeah. and, then, you know, it doesn't bother you. Um, and the actual flying, it, you know, it's – I, what can you say? It's a Boy, that'd be product. a total different experience with the tablet. Yeah, absolutely. There. The image. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the only thing I kind of noticed a little bit, and you did too, Justin, is uh, it, it moves around a lot in the wind. I thought. Um, I had it out, and I thought it did better after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it does move. I mean, it's going to move. Yeah, because of the size of it. Yeah, the size of it. And, you know, it, it's going to fight a lot more. But right. it, it seems like it, it's... I watched some videos last night. I didn't get to put it up against because I have a standard, so you can't mm-hmm. really take a Phantom right. 3 standard and right, right. put it against this. Yeah. If you had like an advanced or a pro, it would be a better match. But mm-hmm. I noticed that they were showing just marking the point in the air, and it, it actually sat a lot, lot better in the wind. And I think he, he had a pretty good tail on. I mean, it was actually mm-hmm. the flag was yeah, right. being able to be moved. Um, the other thing, too, and this is just my opinion, and – this thing has so many features, and we played around with just about every one, whether we were doing Chasing the, the active tracking <laughs> where Mike was trying to run it into a pole. Yeah, Mike, yeah, Mike likes to try to wreck things, so he ran directly out of pole. But oh, the man, I'm never going to yeah, The, the <laughs> obstacle avoidance works fantastic on it. We had no issues with that. Um, it, it was flew fantastic. We tried having to chase a plane, but I, it lose uh, it sometimes. It was almost dark, though. Oh, that's yeah. right. We so, got we got to give it a fair that, shot. We had a decent success with the yep. traf- tracking your uh, your three. Yep, yep. Um, the thing I have against all the features is 
probably 80, 90% of them I, I would never use. Now, if, yeah. you know, if you're really into the cinematography and trying to get that shot, you may use them. I don't, I don't ever do that. I just fly, you know, to get my shot. So a, a lot of the features I probably really wouldn't and, use. And but, that's the thing with this is you're taking the flying out of it. So yeah. you, there's very little skill needed for Exactly. Because I'm like, there's no it. challenge. When I, the little bit I flew, I'm like, yeah. this isn't even challenging to me. I mean, right. I understand it's a photography platform that you don't want that challenge of flying though, right. on top of getting that shot. Um, so. two, two things. I, I Not that they're bad. Again, this is an opinion because I have a three. <clears throat> uh, and I know it's changed on the four and also the Mavic. The actual just standard flying configuration, they slowed them down a little bit. So, you know, obviously the 3 doesn't have the sport mode. But just in standard, um, it's a little bit slower, which I didn't I didn't like that. I, I like the initial speed of, of what the Phantom 3 has. And I don't know if your standard's probably got to be pretty close, I think. Um, but we have sport mode. So yes. you can always flip it over into sport mode. And we, we try that out a little bit. And it, the thing does go. So the other thing uh, that I did like in the features, though, one was a tripod mode, which I think they all should have that. Andre, do you, have you seen tripod mode or know anything about it? I've seen it. Uh, yeah, I am. I'd like to have it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's unbelievable. And, and a lot of them say it's really basically for indoor, but I could definitely see outdoor when you are in really tight. The trees or Yeah, something. trees or anything that's super tight and you're trying. It, it basically limits it to like two miles an hour. No matter what you do on the sticks, if you're full forward, full back, full up, full down, no matter what, it's that's it. That's all you get. Does it, it go up like a certain distance, like a certain height? No, it's unlimited. Oh, it's, it's okay. Yeah, uh, but it's. I just, know what you're thinking. Really we're really gonna low. try yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. No, it's it moves, yeah. but it's a real fine, it's really, really fine. Like oh, that's oh, pretty cool. Oh, yeah. it's, it's like backing in a semi, basically. Yeah, <laughs> you right. want to be slow and That's what I give it to, and I put it in tri- tripod mode when I let my friends who have never flown oh, anything before. That's, that's, a good that's idea. what I do. So they, that's awesome. They can They're just jam stick anyway, and it's just going to go like this or this. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It's like a beginner level at that point. Right. Yeah, that's like mic mode. Mic mode. <laughs> <laughs> I need that. <laughs> Uh, the other thing I do like, and I knew I would, was a terrain mode, and we didn't really test that. No, too we much, didn't. But I was that curious was, to see if it would notice like yeah. a hill or something. That, that's yeah. one thing I've seen a lot of people misdescribe on on YouTube. Oh, really? There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of bad <laughs> bad things that they haven't figured out just because of user error. Uh huh. Um, now, one of the things, if you don't mind my caveat nope. here, no, guys. So one of the things I've seen a lot of people screw up on YouTube is the active track. Mm-hmm. They'll target the item, and you know there's a there's a green box around it yes. when you catch it. They won't hit OK. They just think once that green box oh. is there, and then they wonder why it doesn't track. Yeah. And I've had people complain that active track doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Well, we had a decent success with the, yep. with the light levels. You got to consider with right. your P3. Yeah. Um, the other thing is is the terrain mode. People think that when you put it in terrain mode, that it's just gonna follow the terrain. Oh. What it actually does is while you're flying, it keeps a certain distance Correct. above the terrain. Yes. Yeah, and I, and there's I, we read it and talked about. It, I can't remember, but it's a specific. Is it five feet or nine feet or something like that? That it's it's a specific height that it will nine feet, will maybe. keep above that that terrain. From what I read, I thought you actually put it at that height and then you set the terrain mode. You you that's very possible, but it, it had a it a had default. a minimum. Yeah, it has yeah. Yeah, it has a minimum right. Height. Right. Because it has to be within the uh, the ultrasonic sensors range, and mm-hmm. I think that's getting twenty feet somewhere in there's the max range on that. Yeah. So, but really cool because I ran into so many issues flying the Phantom Three. You know, like the lake. Yeah, the lake. <laughs> you know, even just flying through fields, you get down really yeah. low. You you do not realize like over a 
just say a quarter mile span, how much that terrain may come up eight feet. But wow. you don't realize it's so gradual and so far, so it's locked in GPS, and you're going through this field, and pretty soon you're like, hey, what's going on? This thing keeps <laughs> oh, going wow. down. But wow. you don't realize It's it. the ground coming oh, up. Wow. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Exactly. So uh, that's a cool feature. Overall, I, I can't complain. Now, I, I do, and Jess, I want to get your final thoughts on, on everything, and, and if there's anything else on there you want to talk about. But uh, the big question I get to is, what should I do? I have a Phantom 3. Should I get a Mavic? My personal opinion, it, flying them back-to-back, I, I love the Mavic. Like I said I love you know the portability and the size and everything about it. Is it worth, really, if you have a, like a Phantom 3 professional to, to go out and sell it and buy a Mavic? My personal opinion is no. I can do just about anything that will do except maybe a really small, tight space yeah. uh, that uh, the Mavic will do that the Phantom 3. I think the only thing that's really a big game changer is the form factor. Yes. As, you know, just being able, the portability yep. of it yep. is, is the game changer with that. Yeah, and again, flying the that last weekend, we were hiking for... You know, two over two hours again. That, that backpack on my back with four batteries and the Phantom, and it, it's you know, it's big. That thing, you know, like the case you showed us. You can carry. you pop that battery out and let us see that on the periscope? And I was going to ask you, said, do you hit, you can charge three batteries at once? I was, that was some yeah, questions I, I wanted with, to with that uh, with that package. I, I saw it that. Actually, that was yeah, pretty neat. You can charge four batteries without. How does that snap for... into that hub? I, I saw the hub for it, but it was kind of I, I never saw one like that. So this would plug into this hub. Oh. Yeah. So let, let him, I want to see how it actually configures into the hub. Now this was part of the package you said. Yeah. This is yeah. The, part of the package that came. Here. Okay. That's oh, all right. Geez. That that definitely. And then you, you can put it. the plug on either way, so it doesn't matter. It's you know th- this thing is really made to be idiot. <laughs> yeah. And what's nice too is the batteries. Of course, they're three cell, not four cell. Is they're quite a bit cheaper than you know the mm-hmm. Phantom batteries. Yeah. No, I was surprised that you know. It seems like everything about this thing was made to be at a lower price point than, mm-hmm. than the uh, the Phantom series. Right. Um, That's cool. What next? Give us your final. I mean, you have the standard and Inspire, and now the Mavic. You mentioned something about the props breaking away that it didn't damage your yeah. motors. Oh yeah, you got to yeah, talk about well, your crash. Like what happened? <laughs> well, I, I've had two crashes. Okay. One was. The first one was utter and sheer stupidity. Okay. Because it's really depressing, you know, when you work you work till you know five o'clock and then you come home and it's it's dark. dark. Well you yes. wanna fly. Yeah. I decided I would try my luck at flying in the house. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I've seen videos. <laughs> and, and you know what? And that's great. Um, as long as you have all the lights on and it's a well lit area for the optical sensors on the bottom to work. The, you know, the optical mm-hmm. flow sensors. That didn't so much well work for me. So it actually it actually ended up catching around the base of a chair. Mm-hmm. And because the props folded in, it didn't hurt anything. I was amazed. I was actually able, I grabbed the hold of the aircraft from the top. Oh. It didn't break the skin, but I won't do that again. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, when you have an investment like that and you see it starting to crash, you're like, ah, yeah. what are you doing? You just freak out. Right. So this leads me to last night. We, I was out flying just, just before dark and it was getting dark, so I decided to bring it in. I decided to try to land it on a picnic table because I was in a grassy area. And as you know, um, when you land it, it decides to land itself yes. on its own, you know. Yeah, like about three feet up, it just kind yeah, of stops and then slowly does So itself. as I was trying to land Not it on the picnic table, I caught 
a draft. Oh. And two of the legs were on the picnic table and two of them were off. Oh. So I tried to start to pull it back. It did not respond to me. It's, I, I've had it respond before, but it just didn't respond to the stick movements laterally. So I did what anybody would do, and I throttled it straight up. Uh-huh. There was a tree. Oh. <laughs> so it hit the tree, kind of sat in there, and I tried to pull it out again and get it out of the tree. And it actually, I hit, hit the ground, and the front two arms here, they folded back, so it actually landed just like that. And fortunately for me, these are designed a little different than the screw-on props that you're used to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some little clips in here. And... They actually shear off under torque. Oh, nice. So I believe that that saved the motor. Sure, yeah. And, and just the folding when, you know, they hit right. something, they're going to fold Yeah. Up. But it actually, it just absolutely just shattered this, and all these were still down in there. So it actually broke that in half on the other two props. I wish I had them to show you. But it, it was a pain to dig those out mm-hmm. of the motor, but it was really, I think, a game changer. Oh, that, yeah. You know, just because, and I was afraid. Saved your motor. Yeah. I was really afraid that I had broke something. So I'll let you look at how the prop attaches there. Oh wow! So I had to dig, you know, dig those dig those props in, out. Yeah, those, yeah, that busted off. So I think that was a good thing. Absolutely. I just now noticed this here. I one of oh, the, yeah. one of its war, you know, war marks there. That's right. No, no harm in that. I want to see that too. Yeah, that check that out. Yeah, that's definitely a big plus as far as you know. If you do have an incident or whatever, I, I do like that. The yeah. old, the arms will fold up. The props fold in. You shear off a prop. That's that's fantastic. Uh, one of the other things that really scared me about it was the gimbal. Mm-hmm. Because the gimbal, if you don't have the cover on there, which most people are not going to fly with the cover because you just don't. If you have any shot. types of light, yeah. the sun, yeah. you know, any light sources, it's just you're done. Um, so that's a tiny camera. I was afraid that I'd pull that thing off. And we'll go back to why I let these guys fly it in the first place. I have the DJI Care refresh plan on oh. this thing, so I told them the conditions where they're not allowed to hit water and as they're not allowed to lose it. As long as we recover. Yeah, as long as they again, recover. It doesn't matter if it's in 10, 20 pieces. That's why good. I ran into the pole. Yeah. He, he <laughs> tried his best to get me a new one, so. Um, that was pretty funny because we kept yelling, Mike, not at the pole. Mike, don't run at the pole. Thankfully, I I, I, I'm do. still amazed that that optical sensors on the front picked that up. Yeah, because that pole was probably yeah. only like maybe, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> It was, it was a flagpole. Yeah. I mean, that's what it was. <laughs> Leave it to Mike to try to break well, something. Well, right? put it through its paces. Um, it worked fine. It did great. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm going to urge everybody that is listening that if they're actually looking at one of these, some of the reviews on the Internet are not, like I said earlier, they do not understand the features of this thing for whatever reason. I'm not a professional at it, but I figured it out. You read a lot, and it seems. just reading about it, you know, and, and just looking at other people, different people's opinion. Don't just take one person's opinion. I'd look at 10 or 20 different sure. videos, honestly. But it, it is an amazing machine. It is stable. Um, I really want to want to get some distance range tests on it. I don't know how I'm going to do that within <laughs> the law. We're going to find a <laughs> well, way. Well, it did limit you to 400 feet, I noticed. Yeah, well, too. you can change that. That's all changing. All right. But it asked you if you had permission, right? Isn't that what we Yeah, something yeah. like to? that. Right, right. So you can you have to you uh, have to agree to that, mm-hmm. I guess. So, but it, it's it is a nice aircraft. And the other thing is, is when these guys were flying it, we never ran out of batteries because no. I was charging from a car. That was phenomenal. And by the time they went through the two batteries or one battery for that matter, the next battery was charged. So that is something I have to say about that. Wow. Uh, so it takes under a half hour to charge a battery. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah, there's no downtime if you have That's the pack amazing. system That's like he has. Awesome. Something else for conversation. DJI is releasing something else on Tuesday this week. I believe it's going to be the new Inspire. That's yeah, I've heard that. I've heard, heard rumors that? about that. Didn't know, if you, yeah. didn't know if you guys got one yet to play with. Oh, um, heck no. <laughs> got to try, right? Um, yeah, it just seemed to be, uh, you know, I think it's, it's, I think, same platform, but they're updating it to you yeah. know, the newer technology. Now, you bought the Inspire because you wanted to cargo with it more, right? Yeah, yeah. That, and that's actually, I, we'll get into that later. I don't want to get into it on the show, but I have some different uh uh, what do I want to say here? Payload capturing devices mm-hmm. that I want to try out with that because I kind of, as I talk to these guys about, I, I actually do a search and rescue with uh, down in Jefferson County, Ohio there. And I wanted to get into that with uh, the drones and get more sure. familiar with that. So. Yeah, we'll have to talk. We'll have to do a whole other podcast <laughs> on that. One. So. All right, so that's that's the Mavic. Uh, that's our take. Actually got our hands on flying it. And, Mike, really, that's the first time you've really – kind of flew oh, something yeah. like that yes. too yeah and it, and it, it was no flying to right. it in my mind I'm, I'm used to always like with my goggles and stuff yeah <laughs> it's like on that seat of your pants type of yeah. thing uh, Andre before we move really on calm. did you have anything that was you know, any questions or something that you wanted to know about it or thoughts about something no, I'm actually. I think we've uh, we've covered this one really well. It's just it's it's fantastic that you guys got your hands on it. The um, for me, the tablet is uh, that is interesting. But uh, I'm still for me, I'm still ultra happy with my P4, and I haven't even scratched the surface as far as uh, you know using it to its full potential yet. So oh yeah, absolutely yeah. There's no no reason there. But did you well, one last thing yeah. when you're flying at like twilight or before the sunset, as mm-hmm. we found out, you need to turn off the vision sensing because it'll actually sense the colors in the clouds as something close. Oh yeah, remember we had that, and I've had that issue oh, wow. lots of times after, after that. Yes. Oh, okay. And even you have to, t- you really should turn the ground positioning sensor off even, you know, when you get into low at light. At dusk uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. That is a good point because at first we didn't know what was happening well, with that. that. And it was very clear to me after we after got some that. really good sunsets with some of those bright reds. You uh-huh. know, really, you know, they were really solid. Yeah. Can you do that stuff like on the fly? Oh, yes. Like Every, up in there? Everything is on, on the fly. fly. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So what do you think? I know uh, you're. Uh, I'm saving Scott, up you're for saving. one of those right now. I mean, I'm not used to flying with apps and all this oh, stuff I, and all that. So that's you know that's a another new thing. Feature. You can fly the thing with your phone. I haven't done that yet mm-hmm. because I, I just don't see the point in no, it. No, that controller. has no interest to me whatsoever. Yeah. But I understand the concept. You know, you, the, somebody just wanted to go out and do some selfies or on a short hike yeah. and. You know, you don't even carry the controller. Oh you my just gosh. throw it up with your phone. Fly, and, and it's limited with your phone. Sure. Yeah, you oh, are so getting you know, that right. range Full Yeah. Okay, so that's the Mavic. Hope you guys, uh, we covered everything. Uh, if you have any more questions or something, shoot me an email. Uh, we'll try to answer them. So uh, how about a few crash stories before we end this? Anybody want some crash stories? I don't think we've read any for a while. I'll have to see if I got I know I got some. Let's see. How, all right, let's start off. Uh, our buddy Derek Fernandez has a, a giant crash story. Uh, let's see. Oh, I did read that one. I did believe. you read that yeah. one? Hmm. Here's my giant crash story. Literally, I made a third scale Gotha G. Uh, I sent Andre a photo of it on Instagram. It's 25 feet and made by Arizona Models. It runs on two Turnigy. 150 cc equivalent electric motors run on two 14 cell 15,000 milliamp power battery. Holy cow! Imagine if uh, you had a bad battery in flight with that thing, it would, it would explode. 
The plane weighs 53 pounds. I was doing the third flight on the plane when the plane's ailerons... Uh, let's see. Uh, I lost my way. Each airline is hooked up to separate receivers and back up just in case one fails. The plane has five receivers in total. I was running out of battery from an hour and a half flight and was on a spare receiver pack backup and preparing to do an approach. I made two turns around the field and was lining up on the runway when my transmitter turned off. The plane cut throttle, slowly glides down to the ground, and I was surprised to see that it went that uh, all the servos were neutral and the control surfaces flutter in the wind. The ground mashes the four-foot nose in the plane. As I fell fast as vapor in the... I felt like it... I fell as fast as a vapor in a thermal, but it's 53 pounds. So when it hit the ground, the whole front of the plane was flattened and destroyed in, in one of the Spectrum receivers. I decided for a flight fest next year, I'm going to make a slightly smaller one about 17 feet instead of 25. It's going to take about a year to repair this airplane, and I don't want to do that. If you've ever needed intense scale crash stories, I have a lot. Yes, Derek, <laughs> we like giant scale crash stories. Love the podcast and wish you could share one of my stories. Thanks and keep up the great work, Andre, he says. He By says the way, he, that's Andre there for you, Justin. Yeah. Just so um, you can put a face And he also says he still loves the FT racer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I had some newer ones. Let's see where they're at here. That wasn't the one I was thinking of. There was one that came to me, and I can't remember. It's a larger scale, though. Oh, hey, here's another one by Derek. Another big, big scale. Okay. If any of you out there, let's see. This is one you need to share because I know people want to do this, but they should absolutely not do this. <laughs> I own a Hangar 9 Extra 300. It's 125. This guy's not kidding when he says he has giant scale airplanes. <laughs> if this is another crash story, if I was him, I'd quit. <laughs> it's probably pretty expensive. Oh, heck yeah. Okay, I own a Hangar 9 Extra 300 with 125cc gas high-performance 3D plane. I used to have an old extra, but this story should say why I bought the new one. I was at my normal flying field and was going to fly the old extra 300. One of my friends had their new DJI Phantom 4 with them. We decided for, for fun that he could chase around the extra while I did some crazy 3D flying. We had wondered why nobody on YouTube has ever done this yet. This is the one I read, I remember. <laughs> so I fired up the engine and it came to life with a mighty roar. As I am taxing the plane out, he takes his Phantom off. I do not know if I ever heard one of these planes in person, but they are very loud. I was right next to my plane, so I couldn't hear the fan. Excuse me, park right next to me on the runway. I signal my takeoff and go full throttle, instantly vertical. Wham! The 28-inch prop tore the Phantom in half. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think this one was titled Most Expensive Crash yeah. Ever or something. Uh, <sighs> The extra would have been fine, except for the fact that the battery that had exploded (laughs) hit my fuel line and the failsafe shut down the engine. The lipos in the plane exploded. I could just watch as the extra exploded into flames and it hit the ground. Both items were completely destroyed. So the the moral of this story is if you want to follow giant scale airplane, don't end up losing $4,000 total. 
<laughs> I wow. hope he at least videoed that. <laughs> no. No. Oh. No, the Phantom was. The video. Got taken was out of the SD card recoverable. Hit the camera, man. Hit the camera. Can you get that all the cash? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That that was unbelievable reading that and the money involved in that one. And then it was like a bomb in the air, probably. Uh, I got one more here for our buddy Robert. This is an apprentice. I didn't read this one, so. And you said that was Derek, too? Did it that say where Derek he's from? That was Derek, too, so that's two. Where's he out of, did it say, or uh, doesn't it say? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to look. I'm, I'm going to sure. have to get cameras on that guy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> At camera and everything else. <laughs> Do it Andre style. <coughs> thought I had one in here about a jet exploding, but man, I can't find it. All right. Anyway, uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. I found a field behind the church. This is from Robert. Uh, mowed seven-acre field. First couple of days were very good. Then one day at an event on the field, I thought I'd just go fly at my church parking lot, which I have never flown. It was paved and fairly open. Takeoff went very well, and I cruised around for about 10 minutes, and then started on my downwind approach when all of a sudden a tree limb at 30 feet out reached out and grabbed a hold of my apprentice. It dropped like a rock onto the asphalt. Okay, now, this is like three crashes with the same plane. So he's marking this as crash number one. Note to self, stay above trees as they are closer than they appear. Right, Mike? <laughs> You yeah, know that this, right? real well with the vision here. Yes. <laughs> You're like warning me, to, Mike, Mike, there's trees. I'm like, what? Those trees are way right in the top of the tree. I'm out there in a lightning storm getting it down. Oh, that story is fantastic. <sighs> Several weeks later, I was flying at the new, you know, after hearing all this, Justin's never, ever, ever going to let you ride anything. You probably- <laughs> okay. <sighs> Several weeks later, I was flying in a new field where there was a nice open area and a dead-end road as my runway. Takeoff went very well and was testing my new GPS. As I was turning around to make my final, I made sure that I cleared the lay poles on the left. I was almost aligned up when the very loud metal clang was heard. I hit the first lay pole on the other side straight on, and then, again, the apprentice fell straight down. But this time, some of the pieces went flying off. I think the pole was still swaying when I got up to the scene. It shattered the motor, the cow, and split the front of the foam behind the firewall. Crash number two. Note to self, stay away from anything vertical. <laughs> By this time, I found out about Flight Fest and signed up. When I get there, I've only been flying for two months. I was practicing back at the seven-acre field once again and turning to make my final And What do you think happened? Yep, straight into a tree. Only this time, it didn't give it up. I was like, crap, what do I do now? I collected my thoughts, put away my gear, went to the fire station. It happened to be, ne- which happened to be next door. I thought, eh, what the heck? They rescue cats out of trees. Maybe they'll rescue my plane. <coughs> well, they said they can't take the ladder truck out for anything like my airplane, uh, so they couldn't help me at all. I went home, put long pants and sleeves on, went to Lowe's, bought two 12-foot painter poles and 100 feet of polypropylene rope and a paint roller for the pole. I don't know why the paint roller has to be involved, but it's pretty funny. (laughs) Maybe he's just going to paint it while I was up there. I don't know. I used my Boy Scout knot skills to lash two poles together, so I figured the tree was about 40 feet. My plane was probably 35 feet. I approached the tree and found that it was a locust tree, so it had thorns all over it. Yeah, lovely. The paint roller might have been using that as like a hook. I, I care, yeah, there you go. That's a good point, Mike. I climbed up with the paint poles swaying back and forth. And them things aren't too light when you put two of them together. 
I was able to touch the plane, but it was wedged really hard. I basically had to break the tail section, front wings off the fuselage to get it down. I collected all the pieces once again to save the electronics. Crash number three. Note to self, stay above <laughs> trees as they are closer than they appear. Now... I'm at Flight Fest and thoroughly enjoying meeting all the great people and flying and crashing to my heart's content. I attend Bixler's Balsa class and many more came away with what I saw saw and glue used in the class. Well, Sunday has arrived and people are packing up to leave. I took my last three batteries to fly the Apprentice, the very one that the day earlier I used to help break the world record. Yeah. I had some little rips and tears, so I added a little CA glue to make it mends. So I'm on the last battery and cruising around over the bean fields when it happened. It was like slow motion. I had been practicing my loops when all of a sudden the horizontal tail broke off. There was no way of flying it into the ground. I I took a picture of where it hit with a vector and even looked at Google Maps satellite to get an idea. I packed up and drove my van over to the back road to, to collect my pieces. Well, I walked up the tree line for probably 30 minutes and looked into the brush, no avail. What I didn't realize was that the back half of the bean field sloped down, so I thought it went into the tree lines. It could have fallen anywhere in through there, but I wasn't sure. Well, I walked up the hill to double-check my vector, and when I looked back at the trees, there it was, stuck in another tree 20 feet up. (laughs) Once again, I got my painter poles and rescued my poor apprentice. Crash number four, note to self. When using glue on foam, make sure it is foam safe. Oh, he says when using oh. glue on foam, make sure it is foam safe. It so ate it the ate the foam on the tail. Oh. Now, oh, he was clear gosh. back in them trees way. Yeah. Oh, my oh, that's gosh. A that's ways. a long way. I know. Wow. He says, now it's the end of October and the season is ending. I was flying at sunset at, a se- at my seven-acre field, and what do you think caught my eye? Up in the tree, about 35 feet, was the paint roller in that I used to stab the apprentice out of the tree. Here it is, leaves off the tree, stuck there shimmering for me forever as a remembrance to the tree. <laughs> paint roller, whoever <laughs> sees great. that up in that yeah. tree down so the road. He sent some like, photos of, uh, <laughs> if you guys want to see the, the, the paint roller still stuck in the tree. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um. I wanted to do, because I kind of forgot about it, and uh, when we were actually out flying the Mavic, my other good buddy, uh, Pat, stopped by, because mm-hmm. the funny thing uh, was, he was in his girls' soccer practice, and seeing the, the lights flashing of the Phantom going all around, he thought, that's got to be Chris over here uh, flying. So he stopped by to see us, and we started, <laughs> my buddy Pat has crashed everything <laughs> that you could possibly imagine, and it, it brought me He's up one up the, on me, even, I believe. He is. And he's the one that did the uh, the T-28 through the fence that looked like a paper shredder. And, <laughs> Remember that. Dinged off of every pole there at uh, where we fly. But the other funny story that I completely forgot about he brought up that I, I don't know if we've talked about it. Uh, there, there is a school over near us. And I don't know why, but for some reason when he took off, actually there's two stories. One of them, uh, he, was, he was doing like loops <laughs> over the school, just going up with a T-28, doing loops or whatever. And he kids kept, you know, kind of doing them over and over. So... I don't know what happened. I'm, I'm, I'm flying on my own, and I hear this, oh, crap. And I turn around and look, and the, the T-28 was, like, all lopsided and wiggling all around. It kind of disappeared over the back of the school, and he's, he's panicking. I see the look in his eyes, and he's trying to get the thing controlled. And pretty soon, the T-28 comes up out over the school and back over us. I was like, 
How did you save that? So he finally he finally goes over our heads and we look at it and two of the landing gear are missing. Oh gosh. <laughs> so, it's out of view and somehow yeah, loses its landing gear. Out of view. So we land and we're we're talking about it and he goes, Well, I think what happened is I did a loop and I got too close and it sheared the landing gear off and got all wonky and out of sight, but somehow he got control. So there's two landing gear probably still on the top. How he saved that That's thing, crazy. I have no idea. I'm like, only Pat can do this. <laughs> so, see it happen. The other story is, and I, I may have told this a long time ago, but it, 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 it's still pretty good. Same thing. Here's Pat. He pulls his teeth. I mean, this thing's beat the daylights. This thing's got, it looked like your FT racer, uh, Andre. It had a lot of glue in it. <laughs> so the same thing, the tail was was all coming apart and delaminating, you know, and it had pieces flapping. And I told him before he took it, I said, Pat, we ought to probably fix this tail, put some glue on it or cut the, whatever. And he's like, ah, it'll be fine. <laughs> so we're out flying and you can see the laminate. It was just, <laughs> it was flapping. Flapping into the wind. Well, I got to tell the servo story, too. So it was just... So, <laughs> this thing was just flapping into the wind. And he's just going on, doing loops and rolls and everything. And he come across the school, and the tail just flies by. Oh, God. Like, just gone. And we see the tail just floating down to the ground. Of course, he has no control. This thing darts over the fence and smashes into the ground inside, like, the fence of the school. And I'm like, oh, what are we going to do now? How are we going to get this thing out? So, that, <laughs> yeah, so that just happened to have my, my youngest son with me, who at the time was probably only about three. So we go over there and notice there's a little like hole underneath the fence. And we're like, Sander, Sander, crawl under the fence, go in there and get the airplane. So we shut my son up underneath the fence. And he goes walking in there and he brings a plane back in pieces where he just starts chucking pieces of plane out underneath the fence. Oh my gosh, it was the funniest thing. Okay, so last story. The last Pat just doesn't care, man. He just goes out. It's one thing great about Pat. It, he crashes, he has fun, he laughs oh, yeah. about it, but it's oh. always entertaining. So we both have great. both have the uh the old brushless p51 from horizon like we bought it when it first came out actually still have mine so this was a long time ago uh so he happened to notice um when he was uh turning right with it that he was getting this weird clicking noise and we couldn't figure and this out is what a warbird right this is yeah, a warbird this is what makes it even better so he lands and um we were checking it out now andre think about this as he's moving the ailerons, we noticed that the right aileron servo was stripping out. Like, he could just hold the aileron, and the servo would just go, <laughs> and he goes, oh, hey, that's pretty cool. It sounds like a machine gun. Machine gun. Yeah, it's like built-in machine guns. I'm like, what? Are you, Are you joking? Talking? I'm like, you sure? You? We'll just pull it out and change it. He goes, no, it sounds cool. <laughs> Back up in the air and win. So Every time he makes, <laughs> yeah, so. The funny story is we're flying. This groundhog comes out of its hole, right, and was wandering around. So here's Pat. He would just, every time his groundhog, he'd come around and bank right, and you'd just hear. (laughs) 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 It was just the funniest thing. And it's still to this day, this was probably six, seven years ago. To this day, that plane still has the stripped-out servo in it. It's a built-in machine gun effect. That was his effect. That's great. Oh, my God. Gosh. He told us that. I lost it. It was great. So, 
That was my funny funny story from Pat. And we've got many of them. Uh, we got to get him out get him there again. In. we got to get him yeah. in the air again. Yeah. <laughs> I know he's busy. Oh, my, my sides, my mouth, oh, everything hurts. Oh, anybody else got any crash stories? Anything at all? All right, Andre, you got any crash stories? I haven't talked to you for a while. You, did you uh, smash anything into the ground lately? Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. I like that. Yes. All right. Yes. Fill us in. Corsair. There's oh, a yeah. I've been to Stoke Corsair that just does not want what to die. fly. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, I think that one was a receiver error, but because it, it took off. And, That's you know, a good and one. The video it's flying along, and I'm like, oh, it's banking. Um, I got nothing. And it just went over and barrel rolled into the ground. Oh. Uh, so. Actually, it didn't do anything serious. Um, so I'm, I'm, I've ripped out the receiver. I'll put another one in. Um, That's a shame. Now that and I know it looked really nice. Well, it's fine, it. Mike. That's the thing is. It, well, everything's fine. Like and you're, you show me an FT <laughs> racer. You say it's fine and it looks like a heap of glue. <laughs> it kind of question your fine sometimes. You know, the top. Oh, question my fine no, it oh. ended up surviving okay, though. It, it actually, yeah, it's fine. Actually, it took the hit pretty good and uh, went in, just did some touch-ups on the on the lower wing, on the gull wing, and the tail and everything was fine. Uh, you know, this good. is a That's plane good. that, you know, David's crashed sure, multiple times sure. now. Yeah, you, I don't like, even know how you got that thing it back. It nice, shouldn't even be here. Like, it should yeah. be in a million pieces. But. <laughs> yep. I will get that thing flying, so I, I'm going to pop in a different receiver. Of um, That was a 9X, and it shouldn't have had an issue, but I guess maybe it was just a bad receiver. So I flagged it, threw it in a bin, and I'll either put in a, a, a DSMX or a, an FR Sky, depending on what I've got sitting in the box. But uh, mm-hmm. it will fly. All right. i got to get that darn thing in the air. Um, and then after that, I just got the one more Warbird. But uh, the rest of it's been been good. I mean, uh, you know, the weather's been kind of well. Today it's sunny. It's really windy. Have you had so snow? Ar- You've had snow already, haven't you? Uh, we've had little sprinkles here and there, nothing but nothing sticking. yet. And I'm okay. hoping that it holds out for a while. Uh, but it is definitely cold. Like it's it's. They're calling for gusts of 30 kilometers an hour. Or so. So well, it's, it's pretty uh, chilly it's this morning. It's about thirty, around thirty-two Fahrenheit yeah. here this morning. So yeah, yeah. So it's it's freezing. It's quaint. nippy. So I might not get out. I know the Phantom takes just fine, and I actually modified one of my transmitter mitts for the Phantom. But mm-hmm. it's just a point where you're so cold that you can't even compose the shot. Right. You know, like I, like I said, when I did that other flying shot, I, I like the app because you can look at the sticks, and I'm like, why do I keep seeing rudder input and it's me shivering on the sticks? <laughs> <laughs> yes. For sure. So I'm like, all right. But yeah, I was uh, yeah, I was a little shocked and someone goes, Did you do your you know your receiver check? And I'm like, No. no. <laughs> yeah, does that I, anymore? I don't think I've ever done no. that. I don't even know how to perform that. People issue. say that. I'm like, what are you talking about? Receiver check. What is I've that? I've done that once. I, uh, then I read it in the time. manual, it's like one of the things you're yeah. supposed yep, to do. Yep. <laughs> like, uh uh-uh. right. how long have I been flying without right. doing that? Yeah. Oh, it's funny. So, Yep. So unfortunately, I've got a bunch of batteries all charged up, but I don't think we're going to get out. But I'm uh, I'm probably going to. Uh, I booked off Monday, so I'm like I'm going to at least get out flying with at least something uh, before the sunset. And that's the other thing that's really hard to deal with this time of year. Quarter to five. Yes. And it's, yep. It is crazy. So um, you know, I'll be cracking out the uh, the Pawnee. We'll start seeing a little bit more, a little bit more flying time, and definitely the uh, the night walrus. Just get back into the night flying, and then you know get all the winter kit prepared and all that other stuff. Awesome. All right, I think that's a yep. wrap. 
I think we're done. Uh, that was great. That was that's good. Good. Oh, good. Yeah. good. Good stories. Good and hopefully, eventually, down the road, we can get Eric Monroe and possibly Paul on Jennings on, on, the, on the podcast. On so, uh, and I'll work to see if I can get arrange something with Paul. He yep. has some stuff that I'd like to share. Yeah, we thought we were going to his life. Thought maybe we were going to have Eric in this for this podcast, but he had a wedding and was going to be really, 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 really late last night. So, yeah. No big deal. We'll get out. Uh, we'll get it. We're, we'll work uh, it out. We're working on a couple other uh, guest uh, interviews coming in, hopefully Sweet. real soon. So it should be good. So that's it, Justin. Thanks for, yes, for joining us, joining Scott. Thank, thank, you. thank you, thank you, guys. Mike. Uh, of course, always Andre Russo. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. And we'll be back in a couple weeks. Sounds we'll good. Talk to you soon. See you. Thanks see for you joining guys. us on Periscope. Periscope. See you, everybody. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.